There is a fine line between disinterest and inquisition. You know what I'm talking about. Some brands are solely focused on themselves and not on their customers. Leaders at those companies drive a business freight train down the track at their customers with seemingly no interest in what customers think or feel about the oncoming train. On the other hand, some businesses seemingly over-ask for customers' input. Essentially, these companies leave customers thinking, I'm tired of being asked to fill out your surveys, or I'm your customer, not a member of your business development team. In an article for Bloomberg Technology titled The Inventor of Customer Satisfaction Surveys is Sick of Them Too, Fred Reichelt, whose work at Bain & Company has resulted in widespread use of net promoter score surveying methodology, notes that he's also survey fatigued. As such, it's important to remember that the art of customer listening emulates a lesson from the children's story Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Soliciting customer feedback can be too much, too little, or just right. Part of the art of listening is to realize that you can do it with your eyes as well as your ears. Don't think that the only way to gain feedback from customers is by asking them to answer a survey. In fact, sometimes the data you get from asking for input is quite different from what you get by observing. For example, I was consulting for a major international jewelry brand. We were prototyping changes in store design, merchandising strategy, and sales approaches to see if we could create a more relevant experience in certain markets, which in turn would increase conversion rates, the number of people who make purchases relative to the number of people who enter the store, units per transaction, and overall sales. Since focus group data, a form of customer listening, suggested that customers in those regions wanted to touch and hold more items in the store, we took some of the jewelry that was locked under glass and placed it above the counters on spinning displays. We then interviewed customers, some of whom had shopped in the newly configured stores and some who shopped the traditional store design. We asked customers to share their perceptions of the opportunities they had to independently touch jewelry items and if they had in fact touched any jewelry while in the store. In addition to asking, we had trained observers record the actions of those customers in both store settings. As is frequently the case, the customer in the store with the spinners did not report increased opportunities or actual touching of products. However, observational data showed that those customers were touching the spinners and that conversion rates, units, and sales increased in the revised store design. The moral of the story is what customers tell you and self-report is important, but sometimes what matters most lives below conscious awareness. For a detailed outline of diverse methods of customer feedback solicitation, such as usability studies and website analytics, you might want to check out the helpscott.net article which is located back at my blog at josephmichelli.com backslash blog. Customers come to your business to get their needs met as easily as possible in a way that is memorable or delightful to them. The purpose of gaining feedback from customers is to improve needs fulfillment, ease, or delight. Unfortunately, the very process of asking customers about their experience typically falls outside of the reason they came to you in the first place. A survey doesn't address their immediate needs. It might affect future needs. Surveying adds a step in their experience, making it more effortful, and few surveys are a source of delight. Increasingly, biometric-type measures and other technologies are being deployed to remove the unpleasantries of feedback collection, and in fact, to make data collection silent to the consumer. Let me give you an example from one of my product lines. As someone whose livelihood depends in part 
on presenting content from keynote stages before large audiences. I want to know that my information and presentation style is connecting with those I'm there to serve. So how can a speaker like myself unobtrusively garner feedback from an audience beyond looking for attentive gazes and nodding heads? Enter Mohamed Ghassemi and colleagues from MIT who've developed an audience feedback app. Writing in an article for Oratorio, Bill Connor describes the application. It works like this. Give the speaker and the audience members Apple Watches or Samsung Gears or similar devices that communicate with each other, and the app can transmit physiological information from the audience that can tell the speaker whether she's on track or off the rails. In the article, Mohamed Ghassemi adds, We found in our research that there are telltale signs of the physiological response of the individual that shows whether they're having a good time or not. They'll get more fluctuations in their heart rate. Their skin conductivity will increase a little. Things like this will give the speaker a sign about whether your audience cares about what you're saying or not. Well, I'm not sure that I can track this type of data in real time and make appropriate course corrections while standing on the stage. This information, obtained unobtrusively, could help streamline content for similar future audiences. As you think about your customer feedback strategies, are they too large, too small, or just right? More importantly, how do you know if you're getting meaningful information which is helping customers get their needs met as easily as possible and in a pleasurable way? Are you listening regularly and with minimal intrusion? Finally, are you listening with your ears, eyes, and if appropriate, with technology?